Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Amen. Let's go to John 1 verse 1. John 1, John 1 verse 1. And where do we find this? In the, in the Bible. <laughs> Nowhere else. The easiest question. Where do we find this? John 1 verse 1. We find it in? In the Gospels. Amen. If we all have it. <clears throat> So yeah, the, the Bible is the story of God's plan to redeem his people. And what did he do to us? He redeemed us, didn't he? Amen. It reveals who he is and who we truly are in him. If you want to know somebody that serves the Lord, nah? this is how that person will be revealed. Because you know God. This is how we know God. We know him through, the word, through his word. Amen. The whole of scripture tells the story of Jesus Christ, the ultimate expressions of God's love for us. And this is what we sang this morning. Once Jesus, once you have received Jesus in your heart, your life will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. Our eyes have opened. We have seen his glory. We have seen the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And even today, Nobody, if you are in this world, if you walk outside and you tell people about the love of God, people will immediately see. Because the transformation took place inside of our hearts. We received salvation when the day when we said yes to Jesus, according to Romans 10, 10 verse 9 and 10. Amen. Who, are, who, who here can tell us what is Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 tells us? Oh, no, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, mm -hmm. and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. So, yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't know where it is, but as long as you know, you have confessed. Amen. And you have received Jesus. But it would be good whenever you go and minister and you, you tell people about the love of Jesus, that you would open your Bible and you would say to the person, this is what the Word says. Amen. It's not something that I'm saying, it's something that God's Word is saying. That thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, nobody else. We confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Amen? Yeah, um, John 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning. When is the beginning? Before the creation. The very first day. Christ was and is and is the only God. Amen. Before, in the beginning was the word. 
And the word was with God, and the word was God. The word was God. Amen. Amen. He was the one in the beginning before everything started. God was there already. Amen. Amen. And this is the God that we are worshiping today. This is the reason why we're praising him. This is the reason why we are here today. Because his word came into our lives. God sent his word and his word saved us. Amen. We received salvation. The whole scripture tells us the story of Jesus Christ. That is what, that is what happened in John 1 verse 1. It tells us everything about Jesus. The whole scripture is about him. We are not preaching another gospel here. We are not talking about anybody or anything else, but we're preaching Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't want to hear any other name that we want to preach or that anybody else wants to come and preach here, except the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. When John refers to Jesus as the Word, he speaks of the Word that was made flesh and came to live amongst us. Now, Anybody that doesn't know God's word would think, why would he say, why would John say the word became flesh? Why would he say the word, the word of God became flesh and he came to live amongst all of us? Why would he say that, something like that? Anybody that wants to? <laughs> that is like proof that Jesus was God in the flesh. We've read it, yeah. Amen. This is proof that Jesus is God, is God in the flesh. Amen. And this morning we also heard in the dream team how God lives in us. Amen. He lives in us. When John refers to Jesus as the word, he speaks of the word that, made, that was made flesh and came to live amongst us, all of us. This word manifested in the person of Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the covenant God made with his people, giving them and all who believe the promise of life with him. God gave us the promise of life. Amen. We will live forevermore. Only those that have received salvation, those that have said yes to God, we will live. He gave us the promise of life. We will have life, life everlasting. Amen. God is not a God of coincidence of chaos. He's not a God of chaos. And Jesus was no coincidence. It's not a story like some of the Germans are saying. It's just about another story. It's not, it's not a coincidence. It's not, Jesus is not chaos. And it was no coincidence. John's words show us that Jesus was with God in the beginning. He is God. Amen? Amen. One with God and, and the life he came to live on this earth was a part of a glorious plan from the beginning. And I read on, 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 this, on Friday night, I, I read to the youth, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And what does it say in Jeremiah 29 verse 11? God says in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. You will have an expected end. If you receive Jesus, you will have an expected end. It will not be an end with the enemy. It will not be an end that will end up in chaos. You will have an expected end. 
And when we talk about you'll have an expected end, it's not, I'm not saying that you're going to be rich. We're not talking about money here. We're talking about eternal life. Being with the Savior, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Giving so much It's so beautiful. Having that receiving life from God. We are so blessed to receive life. Just one word. Just one touch like we sang this morning. And your lives will never ever be the same. You will never be the same. Amen. What is the Greek word we use for the word? Logos. The first to do something. Uh, um, the Greek word John used here means the first to do something. To begin. This teaches us that God is the great initiator of all we know. He is the great initiator of everything that we know. Wow. As the creator of this world, of the world, God was there in the beginning, making a way for us. So why are people today turning their back on God? Why are people not? Because they do not know the word of God. And this is the reason why we should meditate on God's word so that we know if God says his word is yes and it's amen. His word is the truth. And we need to receive that word. And we need to, I would say, run with the word of God. Spend time with God. Spend time with him, the creator of heaven and earth. It's because of him, his thoughts and his plans that he has for us, had for us, that we are sitting here. Our eyes have, have opened. We have behold the glory, the glory of the soon coming king. We are seeing it. Amen? Amen. We are part of this wonderful plan that God has for the creation of this earth. John 13 verse 5. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Can you see how Jesus even went as far as washing his disciples' feet? I mean, anybody, if I would, if I know I was the king of kings, or I was the prince, or the queen, I would come to my maids or servants and I would wash their feet. This is how humble this Lord is that we are serving, that he would even come and wash your feet. He washed his, his disciples' feet, feet in John 13 verse 5. Another understanding of the Greek original origin of the word beginning is to be chief, to lead or to rule. <coughs> Jesus flipped preconceived no notions of leadership when he, the teacher, knelt to wash his followers' feet. Isn't that awesome? How he just washed his followers' feet. And I think the same that Jesus did, we need to do the same with one another. Wash each other's feet. And how do we wash each other's feet? By serving one another. <coughs> By being there when somebody goes through a, a valley of the shadow of death. By just being there praying for somebody is also washing somebody's feet. Without that person knowing. Loving somebody that doesn't know how to be loved. Like on Friday evening when we were sharing with the youth, when I was sharing with them, I was thinking of one of them. One of, one of the guys that was sitting there, that guy's always in my heart. And I always feel for him. 
He doesn't have a mother. And how much, how grateful are we that are sitting here having a parents, having mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and people that are really caring. We really need to appreciate what we have. Amen. Appreciate the love that we have for one another also. Appreciate your mother. It's like on Sunday evening when I was ministering in Rondebosch, I was saying, the devil thought he had me when he, when, 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 when he, when he took my son. But he, 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 didn't, he didn't realize how thankful I was because of what God has blessed me with. <laughs> I am so thankful that God has blessed me with Emil. There's so many things that I can look back and I can look and I can see how much God has blessed me with this beautiful son that he has given me. So are we waiting until we lose something before we are thankful? No. We are already thankful for what God has done in our lives. Amen? Amen? I don't have to cry anymore. I can just be grateful for what God has done in my life. And even if your children are naughty and they don't listen to you, say, thank you, Jesus. You have entrusted them to me. You've given them to me. It is my children, and I'm so thankful. And if you don't have, just reach out to somebody else that doesn't have. Amen? Reach out to somebody that doesn't have a child. What's going on? Another understanding of the Greek origin word is beginning is to be chief, to, be, to lead, or to rule. Jesus flipped preconceived notions of leadership when the teacher knelt to wash his followers' feet. The daily accumulation of dust on the soles of our feet is rinsed off and removed by the teacher, the tender care of Christ. And when we receive salvation, we became new. All of us are new creatures that are sitting here. Amen. Amen. From the beginning, God planned to renew and restore us through his word. When we look at God's word, God shows us how he restores us, all of us. He restored us. He saved us by grace, like J.B. has read this morning, through faith. No one of us can boast of that. But we boast in the King of kings and the Lord of lords for what he has done for us. Amen. Amen. The most important cleansing, the war for our souls required a spotless sacrifice. And who is that spotless sacrifice? Jesus is the spotless sacrifice. He didn't sin, but he took our sin on him when he died on the cross of Calvary. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ alone lived a spotless, sinless life. Isn't that amazing that somebody would take our dirt on him and die on behalf of us so that we can be sinless today? Isn't that awesome? Amen. We are sinless today. If you believe that today, because Jesus took it. Amen. We are sinless. We are spotless. Because of him. Because of his life, he paid the perfect price so that we can be saved today. Amen. Amen. To be lifted high by the Father, he bent low. John the Baptist humbly baptized one he had been preparing the way for. Who did he baptize? He humbly baptized Jesus. 
Jesus led with an assurative, assurative humility, confident in who he was. From the beginning, God went before us. Even before we were formed in the womb of our mothers, God knew us. And I think that gives us so much to be thankful this, this morning. There's so much to be thankful. Before we were formed in the womb of our mothers, God knew us. He has sanctified us. He knew our names even before you were born. Isn't that amazing? That we don't have to turn our backs on this awesome God. When he died for us, he went all the way. He didn't say it was too much. It was too heavy to pay the price for you. But he went all the way because he knew he wanted you and me to be safe today. What was the word? And how was it with God? What was the word? And how was this word with God? Psalms 84. Let's read Psalms 84, verse 11. Psalm 84, verse 11. Just the A part of it. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. That's it in Afrikaans. Uh, um, Psalms 84, um, 11a. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. God protects you. He protects you, each and every one of us. Is your shield. Is your son. God spoke the word into existence. Let there be light. Was his first command in Genesis 1 verse 3, wasn't it? Let there be light. It separated light from the darkness. And just as today, God spoke. When we receive salvation, God spoke his light into your life. So he separated the darkness from you. Therefore, we no longer walk in darkness. We are children of the light. Amen. And like Philip said, the, the Greek word for translation of word is logos. Meaning, message, or report. According to John, the logos was in the beginning, was with God, and it was God. According to John. His word was in the beginning. It was him, God. He was his word. And it is still today. He is the word. The spirit of God ho hovered over the waters in Genesis 1 verse 2. Can you remember? His spirit hovered over the waters. And the word was with God in John 1 verse 1. The triune God from the very beginning was present at creation. Jesus was present when the whole earth was made. He was present. Amen? God separating and gathering on day one to three gave form and is making and filling on days four to six removed the emptiness. He removed all the emptiness. He who made us fills us. Removing our emptiness through salvation in Christ. He, Jesus, who made us, filled us. Amen. 
through salvation in Christ. Every note of creation reflects God's love for us. The reason why He created this whole earth is because He loves us. He loves us with an everlasting love. I don't know why this morning I felt so much love when we, when we were gathering this morning. And I'm not sure if there's anybody that felt the love of God this morning. Was there anybody that felt so much love of God this morning? He loves us. Oh, He loves us. And greater love has nobody in this world than somebody that would lay down his life for you and lay down his life for me. And we sang the song even this morning. Jesus loves me, this I know. If you say that to yourself, then you would never feel that you didn't receive anything from God this week. This is how much he loves us. This is how much Jesus cares about you and he cares about me because he protects you and he loves us. Amen. Jesus, the ultimate expression of that love is evident from the very, very beginning. The ultimate expression of that love was present from the very, very beginning. The plainest reason why the Son of God is called the Word seems to be that our words explain our minds to others. So the Son of God sent in order to reveal this. What do we have to do? We need to tell others about the love. We don't, can't keep that love just for yourself. We, somebody came and somebody told me about how much God loves me. And now I receive that love. Now I must go and I must share the love with somebody outside. There's so many people that doesn't know. I remember when we did um, outreach in the community, when we were speaking to people and people's heart was so open when we told them that Jesus loves them. There's an openness. People are waiting for you and me to tell them how much Jesus loved them. We are sitting with the answer. It doesn't matter who we are this morning. We are sitting with the answer and people are looking for the answer outside. No? The harvest is plentiful. Where's the laborers? We are the laborers here this morning. And we need to go and tell them about the love. Light is necessary for making God's creative work visible and love and life possible. So we are walking in the light and we need to go and light somebody else outside. Amen? Amen. If we light somebody else, then that person will go and light somebody else. Amen. And when you look at this whole community, you'll see so many lights. Amen? Because of us that are going out and light somebody else's light. Light has come into this world in John 3 verse 19. Light has come into this world. Jesus, the word, illuminates the truth of scripture by which we learn the character of God. Jesus himself said, I am the light of the world. Jesus himself said it. I am the light of this world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. If we follow Jesus, we will never ever walk in darkness. It doesn't matter how dark it seems outside. It doesn't matter what comes our way. When we follow Jesus, we will never ever walk in darkness. And who believes that with me today? We will never walk in darkness. Amen. The Holy Spirit 
available to us through Jesus' death on the cross allows a brightened perspective, enlightened by the word of God, Jesus. Jesus is the light of this world. For God, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, John 3 verse 16. He gave his only begotten son so that who, we and those that are outside, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Isn't it worth serving God? Isn't it worth knowing him? That we will have and receive this everlasting life that God has got for us. So it's worth being here this morning. And I, I also felt while JB was busy talking in the dream team this morning, I just felt, oh, if I wasn't here this morning, I would have missed out on this awesome word, awesome love that everybody is sharing here this morning. Just tell, tell yourself, if you want to stay at home on a Sunday morning, what am I going to miss out? No? What am I going to miss out by staying at home? I'm going to miss out something that will help me to, re to, to, to receive everlasting life. I'm, even, I'm, going to get it, I'm going to get the word of God so that I can go and even stay and minister to somebody else that didn't receive the word of God. So we are so blessed to be here this morning. Amen. Amen. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That is 2 Corinthians, if you want to write it down. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. Through us, the light of life shines to others. Through who? Us. Through us. The light of life shines to others. Dear my and dear you, skyn Godse licht, so that ander die licht kan sien wat binnen in ons is. Amen. That wonderful, beautiful light of God shines through us. We stand out. Do we stand out? Yes. Do we, did we ask ourselves, are we standing out? Yes. Whenever we are sitting in the midst of other people, are we, are, is, are, am I, my light shining? Yes. Am I standing out? Yes, yes. for certain. Yes. We stand out. We are not lights that are hidden under a table. No? Ons is die kerse wat weggesteek is onder die tafel nie. Nee, ons lichte skyn so dat amal kan sien. Everybody sees the light that is in us. We stand out. We shine bright. Each life is purposeful work in the furthering of the gospel. Dis nodig. It is so necessary. To further the gospel, your light needs to shine. We need to impact the kingdom of God. Like Rita said, we need to go into this community and share the gospel. We've got great news. The world is looking for this news that we are sitting with here. We cannot hide it away. The gifts are written on our hearts by the word of God's love and light to the world. It is written on our hearts. And we can share that love to the world. Amen? Everybody needs that love. All we are and all we do is to honor Him. We honor you, God. Amen. And you know what? You know what you can also do is to thank Jesus that He has saved your soul. Thank you, Jesus, that I receive salvation. 
There are so many people that he could have chosen. But he chose you and me today. Junita, I want to say thank you, Junita, to you, that you are here this morning. Um, I know there were many Sundays that you were in work, that you were working, and there were many Sundays that you longed to be here. And there were many Sundays that we missed you. But I want to say thank you for being here this morning. May you be blessed because of your heart and because of being wanting to be here. And all of you that are here, you could have stayed in bed this morning because it's warm. And Tuna also. Yes, many Sundays working. But you chose when you are free to be here this morning. We really appreciate your presence this morning. It's awesome. Thank you, Rita. But even you all that are here, you could have stayed in bed. And the bed is a very nice place to be, isn't it? <laughs> Especially on a rainy day. Um, it is really, really awesome to know that you really chose to be here this morning. Even our young men. He's the only one from all those young men that are, were there on Friday night that I hear. I can't remember all their names, but I can't even remember his name. But he's such a blessing to me. Friday night, when I was in my bedroom after Lucy and them started to play games or something, I remember Lucy said, two of them stayed behind. Two of them stayed behind. And he was one of them. They cleaned my house. They didn't leave my home dirty when they left. They washed the dishes, the cups that they drank out, the soup that they ate, and they just, they just blessed me. And I want to say thank you for that. Fire donkey, Buddha. Colossians 1, Colossians 1 verse 17 says, He is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. He is before all things. Jesus is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. God is omnipotent and sovereign. Two characteristics addressed in the cross reference in John 1 verse 1. The word logos. Jesus Christ is before all things and holds all things together. Imagine if Jesus didn't hold this world together, what would have happened? What would have happened if it wasn't for the Lord? Where would we have been? And I think that is one of the reasons why Shane always says, what are you thankful for? I was actually wondering why Shane was always asking that. And I never ever, until I realized there's so many things to be thankful for. And now the word of God says, he is before all things. And in him, all things are held together. The son of God is the fulfillment of God's covenant with his people. He is the fulfillment of God's covenant. Jesus is the fulfillment for this is the covenant that I will make with you, with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. God says, I will write my law on your hearts. And he says, you, you, all of us that are sitting here, you will be his people. We will, will not belong to any other kingdom. We belong to Jesus. And he says, he will write his laws on your heart. 
And I will be your God. Listen to what he says. I will be your God. And they shall be my people. And no longer shall each teach his neighbor and his brother saying, Know the Lord. So you will no longer teach your neighbor and your brother saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. And that is in Jeremiah. <coughs> Jeremiah 31 verse 33 to 34. We and our families, everyone shall know the Lord. Amen. Are we busy talking about the love of Jesus with our families? While we living the life that we are living with them? We are we're supposed to tell them about the love of God. Each and everybody. I made sure before Emil, not even before, when he was young, at a young age, I told my children that they need to know the Lord. All of them receive salvation because of what God has done in my life. So they will all, the word says, they will all know them, Jeremiah. The law within us written in, on our hearts is the word of God. That is the law of God. Written on your hearts. It is the word of God. The same word that was in the beginning. In John 1 verse 1. Written on your heart. Jesus Christ by him through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. We all that are here that have received salvation. Receive, receive the Holy Spirit. No? And the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Through Christ, our, through, through our Christ-centered lives, the Great Commission to spread the gospel through. Matthew, remember Matthew says that we need to go and preach the gospel. We need to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Sorry, Rita. To every, to every creature. Like we have received salvation, we need now to go out and spread the good news to those that doesn't know the gospel. And that is in Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. The word is before all things. God's word is before all things. And his word is holding all things together. God's word is holding all things together. John 1 verse 1 powerfully, powerfully says in John's eyewitness and the Holy Spirit inspires account of Christ's life. In the beginning is a deliberate echo of Genesis 1 verse 1, isn't it? Is it a, is a, it's an echo of Genesis 1 verse 1. To link God's action on behalf of the world through Jesus Christ with his first work. The creation of the world. Amen? The creation of the world. John's testimony especially tender because of his friendship with Christ. And all of us that has a relationship with God has also got a friendship with God. Amen. We spend time with this awesome, mighty God. He was the only one left at the foot of the cross with Mary and Christ's best friend on the earth. John's kingship with the one triune God seeped into the bones and leaped out of his heart. Through, though omnipotent and sovereign, our God 
is a personal God. Did you receive salvation? Yes, we all receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And today, each and every one of us has got this friendship with God. Amen. Having this relationship with God. Amen. And being able to go out into the whole world and minister to the lost. Can we may have an agreement with each and every one this morning? Wherever we are, let's talk about the love of God. Wherever we are ministering, even if it ministers to children, that we can be able to tell them about how much Jesus loved them. And that they will also sing this song together like we sang this morning. Jesus loves me, this I know. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.